Welcome to episode six of the Honestly May podcast. This is a podcast where I discuss all things health, fitness, positivity, and everything related to self improvement. Today's episode, I want to talk about macros. I want to give you the basics of what they are, why you should care, why they're important, and whether or not tracking macros is for you. So, maybe you've heard one of these terms before counting macros, if it fits your macros, also known as IIFYM, flexible dieting. All of these essentially mean the same thing. It's an approach to dieting, which is focused on eating around a specific ratio of macronutrients. People who follow this approach usually have a pretty good workout regimen, but very specific goals when it comes to their physique. So, athletes, bodybuilders, physique competitors, they all have customized macros that they strictly adhere to as part of their overall fitness program. But counting macros isn't just for fitness professionals. Macros are incredibly beneficial for understanding portion sizes, what's in food, and how to fuel your body properly. But if you've never tracked your food before, macros can frankly seem quite overwhelming and a little bit daunting. So, to break it down in the simplest terms as possible, I'm g o i n g to try to give you everything that you need to know so that you can determine if it's right for you. So, starting off, what the hell is a macro? Macro is short for macronutrients. Macronutrients are the building blocks of food proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Everything that we eat is made up of macronutrients. Calories are made up of macronutrients. Calories, however, tell you how much energy a food provides, whereas a macronutrient, however, each of those plays a different role and affects our bodies in a unique way. Not all macros are made equal, especially when it comes to caloric content. So here's the breakdown one gram of protein is four calories, one gram of carbs is also four calories. And one gram of fats is nine calories. Notice here that fats have a higher calorie profile compared to proteins and carbs. This basically means that smaller quantities of fatty foods like nuts, salmon, avocados, seeds, other oily fish, all of these have more calories because they contain more fats per serving. So, for example, 50 grams of fat is 450 calories, whereas 50 grams of carbs is only 200 calories. So 50 grams times 9 calories per fat is 450, and 50 grams of carbs times 4 calories per gram of carbs is 200 calories. This is just basic math, but it's important to remember this distinction. Because I cannot tell you the number of people who don't realize that they're overeating simply because of this concept. Because you know that bag of mixed nuts or roasted nuts that you mindlessly snack on? While nuts are one of the best sources of healthy fats, you should probably take notice of how much of that you're eating because a handful is worth more calories than you think. This doesn't mean that fats are bad. Your body needs fats. 
But like anything else, too much of something is problematic. And yes, I am speaking from experience. In my case, I would eat an entire bag of mixed nuts, which is well worth over a thousand calories, and that far exceeded my maintenance calories for the day, which resulted in an unhealthy cycle of starving myself, binging, and then over exercising, which ultimately repeated for longer than it should have. And the worst part is, I knew I was consuming way more than I needed. But I kept going because I was delusional to think that I could burn off all of those calories if I had just worked out harder. And if that didn't work, I would just do multiple workouts that day. But boy, was I mistaken. But that's for another episode of its own. So, why do people count macros? I think perhaps the most common reason is that they want to reach levels with their physique that they were unable to attain through other methods. I will admit it's the reason that I started doing it. But apart from the aesthetic reasons, tracking macros also teaches you how to eat intuitively, so that you know how much to eat and what to eat for your body. Eating intuitively, though, also has its prerequisites. Intuitive eaters don't track macros. They listen to their bodily cues so that they eat when they're hungry and stop when they feel satiated. However, I am of the opinion that intuitive eaters don't tell you that they've tracked macros or their food at one point or another before switching to intuitive eating. And it's not that they are better at listening to their bodies than you are. Rather, they've tracked their food before so that they know what proper portion sizes look like. Intuitive eaters can essentially look at a serving of oatmeal and scrambled eggs and tell you that it's X amount of carbs, X amount of protein, and X grams of fat. But keep in mind that this is something that they've learned over time in practice. My personal opinion is that it's not possible to intuitively eat. If you've never tracked your food before in some way, shape, or form, because that requires you to know proper portion sizes, which is something that you learn through the practice of measuring out your food, and not to mention, it takes the human body at least 30 minutes to recognize that it's full. I say this because your body is already satiated by the time that your mind recognizes it, and your Brain receives the signals that your body has had enough. Therefore, by the time you start to feel full, you've likely already overeaten. This is why you should eat slowly, so that that way you don't risk overeating as much by the time your brain finally catches up to your body. So why is this important? Well, your body requires a particular ratio of macronutrients to perform at its best. But keep in mind that this ratio is different for everyone. Everyone's body is different, and therefore everyone's macronutrient ratios are different. But I can do an entire separate episode on that as well. With that being said, you ever noticed though that after you've had a huge cheat meal, you feel sluggish, you feel tired, and you just want to lay in bed and blob all day? 
that's because you've consumed macronutrients in excess of what your body needs. So your body is working harder to digest it. And knowing the content of how much of each macronutrient is in your foods and what foods offer the best sources for those macronutrients is a must, even if you decide that counting macros is not an approach for you. Learning about the foods that you eat is going to improve your relationship with food, help you understand proper portion sizes and how those foods affect your performance. That's why I'm such a huge advocate of counting macros because consider you had three eggs for breakfast. You intuitively know that that meal has a good balance of proteins and fats. Therefore, for lunch, you may want to eat something that's perhaps higher in carbs like rice or sweet potatoes to get that balance and extra source of energy. But knowing this and knowing what types of food to eat to get that balance comes from experience and practice of tracking macros consistently over time. So the big question is counting macros for you. Personally, I'm not one to impose a singular approach on anyone because I know that nutrition is not a one size fits all. But at the very core, I do think that the choice can be made based on what you prioritize more, your physical fitness or your love for food. If you fall into the former group and you've tried various styles of eating but still have not found success with a nutritional approach that is sustainable for your fitness goals, try counting macros for at least a few weeks and see how your body responds. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. On the other hand, we have people who are die-hard foodies. You know, those people who are obsessed with food, appreciate food as an art and love it as an experience to be enjoyed. And for them, counting macros is possibly counterintuitive because it does force you to think of food as numbers. And I can totally understand this side of the spectrum as well. It may feel too structured or restrictive because you are constantly thinking about how many calories, proteins, carbs, and fats are in everything that you eat and whether or not it fits into your daily macros. And that can drive you crazy, which would prevent you from enjoying food. And as much as I am a proponent that we should all be as healthy and fit as possible, I still love food and I think that at its very core food should be enjoyed. So with that said, I do realize that counting macros is not for everyone. Personally, it works for me because it allows me to eat what I want in moderation without having to give up my favorite treats. But if you are on the fence and trying to decide whether or not you should count macros, or if you're looking to step up your fitness game and you really have tried everything else to lose weight, get more toned, or to increase your muscle definition, then I highly recommend giving macros a shot. It's a proven approach that's backed by trainers, nutritionists, and health experts to be extremely effective in getting you to those physical goals that you're after but have not been successful attaining. But like I said, Counting macros also teaches you how to fuel your body. 
So even if you decide that counting macros isn't for you, it's still an incredibly helpful and useful tool because it provides the foundational knowledge so that you can eventually look at a piece of bread or piece of chicken and know the exact number of nutrients going in your body. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that hopefully you found value from it. And if you did, I would really appreciate it if you left me a rating on Apple Podcasts or if you shared it with a friend. I appreciate you so much for listening and tuning in. And you can find me everywhere, Instagram, Facebook at Honestly May, my blog at honestlymay.com. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.